have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number 69. Of course, you can catch us online at AverageJoeShow.com. Our email address is talk at AverageJoeShow.com. Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. And, of course, our voicemail number, area code 813-915-6390. I'm Corey Shretton. Of course, we are here live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at AverageJoeShow.com slash live. And joining me this week, as always, is my friend. Well, joining me this week, <laughs> Ward Miller, the guy who took over the show last week. Ward, what's going on? Not much. I, I wanted to, to give a real quick shout out to everybody that, 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 in the, that was in the chat room that stuck with us, that followed us over to Mitch's site, and for Mitch for hosting it. And Bar Brian for jumping in at the last second, and of course for Citizen X for going. Okay, we're going to stay up until this thing's done. So you guys rocked. It was a, it was a great show, uh, it, especially for as ad hoc as it was. You guys stuck in, you know, stuck in there and just kicked ass. Oh yeah, you guys did great. Like I was saying before the show, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out, okay, we're going to do two shows next week. This is what we're going to do. I've got all this stuff going on in my head as I don't have a computer in front of me. And once I get the computer up and running, got an email from Ward saying, here's episode 68, put it up. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you know, I I was getting piecemeals like, okay, this is what we did. We went online and we, you know, Mitch hosted it for us and, you know, everything. And and I'm so grateful you guys did it. Did a great show. I actually listened to it. And you actually got Bayer Brown, you know, harnessed in. I'm so glad about that. Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get Bayer for, you know, months. And uh, it, it was, you know, the the fickle hand of fate. Corey's not here. And and that was one of the things Barb said. She's like, Corey's going to be so mad that he he missed Bayer being on. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. I think Bayer doesn't want to be on with me for some reason. I don't know what's that, up with that. That's what it is. I think so. It's a conspiracy. C-O-N-spiracy. No, but you guys seriously did a great show. And... Before we go any further, joining us again this week after a little technical difficulty tonight is uh, Chrissy Pardue. Chrissy, what's going on? Hey there. Well, got it all. Uh, you know, no more. What, what was that? Reverb? <laughs> Echo from <laughs> hell. Yeah, um, I'm going into La La Land for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was laughing my ass off. It's, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, apparently, the Chrissy had the, the live stream up. And then I call her on Skype, and she had the live stream going. So, of course, you know, whatever we said to her on Skype was echoing like five seconds later on the stream. So she's asking, you know, 
how do how do I mute this? How do I stop this and stuff like that? And of course, Ward's trying to explain it to her, and it just kept echoing and echoing. Yes. Ward was saying, "Go to the lower left below Corey's picture. Click it. Go to the lower left below below Corey's picture. Click it. Go to the lower left below Corey's picture. Click it." Oh my god! And it was awesome because <laughs> I only said it once. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it was, and I'm laughing my ass off, and I'm trying not to make any noise to make the issue worse. And basically, at the end, it's like just close the fucking tab and just open it up again. Yeah, so. finally got it. <laughs> so, oh. so you know, I mean, we still showed up on time, thank goodness. So there's no technical difficulties there. But you know, let's start off with the stories tonight. The first story, of course, it seems like we can't get away from talking about it, but it has something to do with Haiti. Yeah, that's my story. Apparently, you know, if you guys remember a couple years ago, the the Red Cross was under investigation for, you know, um, basically losing money, you know, and it was, you know, it it was basically like every dollar that was given, 90% of it, 90 cents of every dollar went to administrative fees and whatnot. And it looks like the same things kind of happened again. And somehow, with all the money that was donated to the Red Cross, and everybody kept saying during the Haiti thing, give your money to the Red Cross, give it to a reputable organization, give it to the Red Cross. And the Red Cross somehow or another lost $175 million in Haiti funds. And, you know, I I understand that people are trying to be um, – you know they're trying to give money and they're trying to to, to help these people out and because they're suffering through quite possibly the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You know you lose everything because of an earthquake, and you know there's no food, there's no water, there's no anything, and you know people, especially here in America, they try to, um, you know, Americans try and help. You know we try and help the whole world, and. Uh, you know, they're between the fundraisers and all the other stuff that that, that happened, uh, and people just start ponding the Red Cross with money. And why is Corey calling me again? I'm going to decline that call. Well, you know, that, that's the one thing that you always get worried about with these uh, these uh, emergencies and stuff like that, where all these you know nonprofits come around. You got so many ones that are not legit, and other ones that are 100% legit. You got to wonder if some of the money gets lost anyway. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, you know, obviously Red Cross is a trusted, you know, nonprofit organization. It's just, did somebody steal the money? You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, shifty people out there. Well, it's got a big administration. I think anytime you've got a big administration to a project like that, money disappears in just the handling of it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, yeah. Like I said before, it's one of them cases where they, you know, the, the administrative fees that come out of your donation, you'd think that, you know, maybe I can understand a dime of every dollar gets, you know, because you have to pay the people that are handling the money and doing that kind of thing. And I, I totally get that. But when you can't account for 175 million dollars there's a there's an issue well you know right now that's gonna make make them look like uh 
look like criminals. People are not going to want to donate to the Red Cross anymore because of this. Well, yeah, there was another one too. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was the United Way. They were they were fine doing kind of the same thing. You know, people were donating money to to. Uh, I think it was United Way, and yeah. there was some kind of you know criminal allegation at that point too. So I I kind of. I, I feel bad for the people in Haiti because, you know, basically everything that they knew got turned upside down. But, you know, there should be some kind of an investigation against the Red Cross as to why, you know, this just happened. You know, why, how you lose $175 million. That's just my personal opinion. So apparently, and I didn't know this, Brittany Murphy's husband and mother had actually set up a uh, nonprofit in her name. But apparently, they didn't fill out the necessary documents to qualify as a 5013 nonprofit group. So, of course, TMZ, the nosy Nellies they are, decided to call the foundation for comment. And right after they did that, the website immediately shut down. Uh, a few days later, the website opened back up with a message saying that it will return all donations until. We have our nonprofit status approved before proceeding to ensure that we can truly honor Brittany's charitable desires. You know, you can't trust anybody nowadays. Well, you know, I mean, anytime something major happens, you know, be it uh, the thing with Brittany Murphy or the Haiti thing or 9-11, anytime that there's a major What's the word? Catastrophe, I guess. Right. There's so many people that are out there laying in wait to, um, I mean, immediately try and scam you. you oh, know? yeah. Give it, and that's one of the reasons that they have to say, you know, go to a reputable place to donate money, you know, because there's so many scams that are out there. It's just crap. And Barb said that they didn't know what they were doing and they're just trying to do the only thing. And that's possible. You know, it's one of them things where you don't know what forms you have to fill out and what you have to do in order to be declared a charity. Well, that's, that's true too. I mean, but still, you know, and I know if you're going to set up a, some sort of charity organization, you can't just say, okay, we're setting it up. Give us money. Correct. I mean, what it probably is, is they probably had tons of paperwork to fill out. There's probably not just one form to fill out for a 501c or whatever the hell it is. You know, and they probably missed one or two forms. And, you know, that's probably what it is. Because look, at it, it's it's her mother and her husband that set this up. And I, you know, I don't really, I don't follow Brittany Murphy, but uh, I'm assuming her, her family didn't have any, you know, problems with her or anything like that. It didn't seem like they were just, you know, bad people. Yeah, I, I don't... Th- I don't think it was done with malicious uh, intent. It was just, you know, they were ill, ill-informed. You know, if you come out, you know, maybe they thought if you declare, okay, this is a nonprofit, you know, blah, 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 that that is good enough. And, you know, it, the way the government is with money and versus, you know, tax exempt and whatnot and charitable donations, it, it's one of them things that just, you know, it sucks. Yeah, it, it does suck. Um, but, you know, that's the way it is with these. You just got to, you know, keep your eye out and 
thank God they're honest enough and, you know, they're returning the money. Yeah. And like I said, they did it and, and said, and it was like, uh, you know, my bad. Uh, we didn't know that this, you know, was like that. And we'll give you your money back. And if you want to donate after the fact, once we get our tax exempt status or whatever, you can, uh, you can do it at that time. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You know, you'll just, you know, just have to wait. All right. Well, Chrissy's got some money stories for us here too tonight. Well, yeah. One more thing though about the donations. Have you heard of Doctors uh, Without Borders? Yes. Before? Yeah, they seem good. I've heard good things about them. Um, a lot of a lot of podcasts. I know uh, No Agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak talk about them, and they say that's the one you should give to. And I've heard some celebrities saying that's you know one of the best you know nonprofits out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's perfect. total volunteerism. Right. Right. So you don't have all that administration again. So the money just goes straight to the work being done. Yeah. What it seems. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So how about to where the money doesn't go straight to where it belongs? <laughs> um, this next story is about the bank bailout, which has been going on, it seems, for the past couple of years. Right. All this right, money right. given to rescue the big banks. And uh, so this article that we linked to there was a good line in it that I wanted to read. Um, It says, this may sound far-fetched, but the financial crisis of 2008 was very much caused by a perverse series of legal incentives that often made failed investments worth more than thriving ones. Our economy was like a town where everyone has juicy insurance policies on their neighbors, cars, and houses. In such a town, the driving will be suspiciously bad and there will be a lot of fires. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so everyone's making profits on everyone failing. Not everyone, just the banks are making profits on it still. And then we just paid them as the taxpayers. We just paid them back, made well, up for their losses. Yeah. Uh, the the thing with, uh, with Goldman Sachs and uh, whatnot is it's one thing that we bailed them out, but they never – you know, it's we keep giving them money, and they're not changing their policies. They're not changing anything in the way they do business that caused the crash in the first place. Right, because they made money off it. <laughs> Absolutely. Why would you? Because then they come back with the, "Hey, we're too big to fail, so yeah. r- let's run it again." You know, yeah. and so we're gonna we're gonna bail them out again. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It, it, the the whole, I mean, it, it's everything. You know. We, the United States is a capitalist country, and capitalism is based on the fact that you know the strong survive. If your your company fails because of some you know something that you've done, it fails, and it will be replaced by somebody else who can do a better job. Exactly. But then we go, sw- you know, the government goes swooping in and, and bails out these banks. And doesn't force them to fix anything. They go, oh, well, you can't give away big bonuses. That's not what caused the problem. Fix what's going to cause what caused the problem. And then you can worry about what the, uh, you know, what the, the bonuses they're getting are. You know, it, it's like Chevy. You know, we, the government swoops in and bails out Chevy because they're too big to fail. They're not too, nobody's too big to fail. 
Right. And what's going to happen is we're going to keep throwing money at, at all this stuff that we don't have, that we're borrowing from China and from everywhere else. And we're going to end up in a just getting crushed because if if China or now Japan has gotten in on it, if they at any point go, okay, give us the money you owe us, we're screwed. Well, it's, it's, it's also that we bailed out the banks that were failing, but in or, the, the reason that was given was in order to help those who were owed money from them. So we were really helping the other banks that had insured them or, you know, whatever. They had all these crazy swaps and derivatives and God knows what they have. But so that was the reason given was that to save one, we were saving one bank in order to save the other ones who had deals with them. But we should have just let them, you know, if they fail, they fail. And whoever made a bad deal with them, they fail with it too if they didn't cover their asses. Sure. I yeah, mean, that's capitalism. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's capitalism. And it's, and it's what, what would have happened to you if you came to me and said, okay, I need a loan for a million dollars because I'm going to build a, a you know, a widget factory. All right. And I'm the bank and I say, here's the million bucks. And you go, eh, there isn't much market for widgets. So I'm out. I'm not going to pay you back. I'm out a million bucks. (laughs) So where was the collateral I was supposed to have given you? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, so what do I, what can I get to show for the million bucks I just lost? You get the taxpayer's money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eventually, yeah. I I go, I turn around and go to the, the the government and go, you know what? I just lent that you know fifteen billion dollars that well, I really don't have. So can can you give me a loan to so I because I'm too big to fail, give me a loan so that I won't fail. But the government doesn't have the money to, to make that that deal either, you know. The, it, and at this point, it's all funny money, you know. It's you yeah. know, it, it's not real money. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Corey, you're awful quiet tonight. You don't you don't have nothing to say about this. Oh, I put that story in there for you, Ward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could step on your soapbox a little bit tonight. I, I was trying to stay off the soapbox because I was trying to keep the chat room sober. Yeah, and then Ward and I are there agreeing. So exactly, we're not going to fight because we we <laughs> you have both of us arguing the same point, so it's really not you know. Yeah, yeah well, who's going to argue against that point anyway? Yeah, really. Seriously, that's screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> well, we're screwed again because no one can change it, you know. And no. that's yeah. The next guy, how do you change it? You fly your your plane into a building. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy came up with a segue. Woo! She's, well, actually, for the record, Your Honor, I'm going to defend defend myself. But she said, here's a story, and it'll segue into this story. So I'm like, fine, <laughs> fuck you. You're going to segue your own stories tonight. <laughs> well, she, right. she pulled it off better than you do. <laughs> Mr. Joseph Andrew Stack, Austin pilot of the plane that flew into the IRS building in Austin, what, yesterday or the day before? And he said, bye to California. I'll try Austin for a while. I read his manifesto. Did, did you guys read it? No, I didn't read it. I glanced at it, though. Well, people were calling it crazy, but he actually made a lot of sense, except for the fact of 
flying his plane into the building. But he was just fed up and said there was nothing more to do about it. Here we go. We just get fucked over and over. And so I'm, he says, I'm finally just ready to stop it all. And this is what I'm going to do. And he said, well, Mr. Big Brother IRS man, take my pound of flesh and sleep well. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's totally insane. I mean, the, there are so many other avenues that you can go with. I mean, nobody likes paying taxes. All right. I, I can pretty much guarantee you that, you know, no one listening to this show enjoys paying taxes. But, you know, it, it's one of the things that you have to do, you know, because you have to have a fire department. You have to have a police department. You have to have et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't, what happens? You have anarchy. So you have to have an income to pay these people to, to do this job. So it, it, it just it, it irritates the hell out of me that that these people just go off half cocked and go, okay, well, you screwed me over, so I'm going to you know, fly an airplane into the building and kill. How many people got killed? Was Oh, I thought nobody did. Did somebody get killed? I, I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. I, I'd seen the story, but I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't see that anybody got killed other than him. Maybe it was their day off. Hmm. On, but that was in the middle of the week. That was like a Tuesday. Well, you know, banker's holiday. <laughs> no, I really don't know. I didn't read about anybody getting killed other than him. Well, they're saying like, one yeah, person got room. killed. Ben, is that the? Uh, is that just a pilot? Oh, Brian in the chat room says no one died, but three were injured. Yeah, Too but- critical. All right. But somebody had to get hurt on some level, though. I can't see a plane crashing to a building on a Tuesday and nothing happening. Yeah. yeah. Well. That's <laughs> just. Yeah. Gives up. Somebody gives up. He gave up. And that was his big statement. Yeah. I can't agree with it, but his manifesto was still, it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> True. Crazy, crazy people out there. Believe it or not, that wasn't even a Florida story. Yeah. It's, Texas. Uh, yeah. Texas. Is Texas the new Florida? <laughs> I, I doubt that. Uh, they can carry guns openly in Texas. I hope not. Well, you can carry them in Florida, right? Just not openly? Yeah, you can get like a concealed um, license in Florida, but you can't, you can't have them like in a holster and just walk around like you know a sheriff. Which right. makes no sense. You can do it under your jacket. Yeah. Yeah, but right. why, why, why would you? Concealed and not conce- I mean, wouldn't you rather have it yeah. not concealed? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you go to, if you're ever in Texas and you go into a bank, there's people that walk into banks with sidearms on. Yeah. You know, in the holster and, you know, it's wide up. But like at the Mexico. same, yeah, but at the same time, a lot of, uh, that deters a lot because if you know, there's the possibility that the guy that you're going to try and rob is, is, you know, wearing a gun. That could be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing though. If you went into like a Walmart or something like that, and a lot of people were carrying, you know, pistols, you know, and holsters, wouldn't you feel a lot safer in that store? 
Uh. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, yeah. Seriously, I would. Sure, because the, the 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 thing is, a lot of times somebody's not going to rob the place if if they're going to get any kind of resistance. Right. You know, and a, a lot of the, especially down in Texas, them guys are just looking for a reason to shoot you. You know, so you go into, into Walmart or you go into, you know, wherever and you start carrying on, you might take it, you know, take a round or two. <laughs> it's true. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't so, know. Back, back in the Wild West, in the movies anyway, it wasn't really a deterrent. <laughs> you just had a bunch of gunfights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch too many movies there. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next story, going from Texas to Utah. Uh, Utah State Senator Chris Buttars, I guess, Butters, Buttars, uh, says that he wants to try to make the 12th grade optional for students who've completed the required high school credits. Says by doing this could save as much as $60 million by making the grade optional. And basically that would mean, you know, saving the taxpayers a few pennies in their pocket. Hmm. Yeah, I did think high school took too long. It's it, you know, I think. Well, think about it though. Say if you, you know, I remember being a senior in high school, and I did. I finished all my requirements like the first half of the year. I sat there like the second half of the year doing shit. You know, they do American history, you know, like three different years in a row, over and over, and only get to you know through the Civil War. (laughs) That's how it was when I was growing up. You know, but, do that in one year. But my question is, isn't even for the uh, educational level, right? Look at the maturity. Don't you think that additional year in high school gives them a, a little bit more maturity going forth into college? Yeah, but maybe they could be doing something else. Like going to college. What, but my point was that... the their maturity level wouldn't be the same as all the other kids in college who completed the 12th grade. Okay. Well, let's look at it this way. Most of your kids that have all the required credits <laughs> by 11th grade are usually your smarter kids. You know, the kids that didn't want to have study halls that worked really hard, that loved school. Those kids were usually more mature anyway than the rest of the, the students. Yeah. But maybe not ready for college. Who knows? Maybe there could be some other option, but well, then the state probably wouldn't want to pay for it. I'm just looking at, at the at the social maturity level. You know, I'm I'm not talking about you know, and, and I totally agree that they would have you know passed high school at the beginning of the year. You know, like you're talking about. I I, I totally get that, but I mean, it's the same as like kids that are homeschooled. You know, th- that's all well and good. But they have to be involved in something that causes them to have social interaction. And I think that, you know, they, they get, you know, even that, that, you know, a year or nine months or whatever it is could actually help them. Uh, it's not going to prepare them for college, but it may help them interact with other, other you know, other people. You know, so what do you want them? To, what do you want them to do for that that year? You want them to go to school and do nothing? Well, not no, no. I'm not even saying do nothing. Uh, you know the the fact that uh, okay, so you've gotten all your credits. Okay, okay. well, why not take an AP course that that will actually apply to 
college you, you get college credits for it. Okay. But at the same time, you're still you still have that interaction. You're still with kids your own age. Okay. Uh, I don't see yeah. anything wrong with that. I, I mean, okay. you know, if they'd graduate in 11th grade just because they've met the criteria to graduate doesn't mean that they are, that they should be, you know, you take somebody from Utah that's 17 and put them in a, in a classroom, in a, in a college classroom with somebody that's 18, 19, you're, you're talking, uh, I mean, that, that little bit of maturity is huge. Okay, so now you got these kids you got for an extra year, and you're going to have them do college credit courses, okay? Sure. You're and and that just gives them a leg up when they go okay. back into college. Okay, okay, that's fine. Leg up, leg down, whatever they are, you know, sitting, standing, peeing, pooping. But you're going to need teachers to teach them this. These right. other teachers can't teach that and teach the other students at the same time. That's going to cost more money. Well, no. I, I mean, how many, how many kids are you talking about? Because if you're well, talking about well, if they're talking about making it optional, apparently it's a good amount of kids. If if you had the option of going to or not going to school, would you want to go? Oh hell no. Well there you go. You you that's why you can't make it optional. Okay, so you make them go to school, so you're gonna need more teachers. So it's gonna cost more to keep these kids an extra year in school than it does now. Well, they could hire a coordinator or someone who would place them into community service or something, which would also give them credits towards college. And it wouldn't require teaching because they'd be part of an organization. I mean, there'd be things that could be done that wouldn't cost the state so much money that just somebody would have to organize it, which, of course, you know, who's going to do that? They're, it sounds to me like they're trying to eliminate, eliminate work, eliminate paying for a grade. <laughs> it, it sounds like there's no... No right answer to this, you know? Well, you know, it's one of the things where I, I'm all about saving money. And I totally agree with saving money. The, my point is, if you're going to, to start worrying about saving money, you know, saving taxpayer money, there's a lot of other programs that you target before you target education. Yeah. You know, uh, there, the government spends entirely too much money on stupid crap, you know, and we've talked about it on the show before, where they spend money on uh, um, them stupid uh, those uh, grants and stuff yeah, grants like- and stuff for you know how many times a bug mates. Who gives a damn? You know, how many, what, how many times a bug mates? Yeah. I mean, they, they did. They, they, That's important stuff, though, because that helps, you know, with prostate cancer research, all sorts of things. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my point is that there's other programs that you could cut before you start cutting education. Yeah. That, and and that, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, there there is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Kids should have to go to 12th grade because, you know, your parents said it. We're going to say it. Our kids are going to say it. That's the best year of your life. Enjoy it while it lasts. Oh, the and problem. <laughs> I had a blast my senior year. Yeah. I had a fucking blast. And I would not trade that in for the world. Yeah, I think there'd be very few kids that would actually opt out for that. Those who had actually made the credits that they needed. So, I don't know. Silly program. Maybe they need more thought. 
Well, but like I said, why not, you know, look at, at, at other uh, programs that, that you can cut instead of just, you know, I, I have a problem with cutting schools in any way, shape or form. You know, the, I, I think the teachers are grossly underpaid. I think that, you know, they're doing a job that is tougher than pretty much any job on the planet. And, you know, to, to say that we're going to, you know, we're going to cut their taxes or we're going to, we're going to save tax money by not having, and you know, what's going to happen. They're going to just employ less teachers because if they make it optional, that means half the kids don't go. So that means that there's a teacher that's going to lose their job. That that's not, that's not going to help anybody. I think that if they they are going to implement this, which I don't think they will, if they're going to implement 12th grade being optional, they're going to have to force the child to either get a full-time job or do something with their lives for that one year that they're not going to school. Yeah. I mean, they're they're going to have to mandate that. They're going to have to make it a law. You know, if you don't want to go to school, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be getting, you're going to be working a job. You're not going to be sitting on your ass playing your, you know, Xbox. But how many how, – how do you enforce that? Yeah. You know, they, they have a hard enough time getting the kids to go to school, you know, well, much less – much less, okay, you're going to go, you know, work at, at, you know, feeding the hungry or, you know, whatever the case may be. You're going to do some kind of community service for a year. It, it In theory, that sounds good, but how do you mandate it? Well, plus that's kind of like the state giving up some of what is supposed to be part of our rights for – you know, free education, public education. Instead, then we're asking them to go work for the taxpaying base. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be in school. Let's get you working. Put money into the. I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, basically, just don't move to Utah if you have kids. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. Don't move to Utah if you have kids. Okay, moving on to the next story. This is kind of interesting. Ward's got this story. It's from the from the UK, but it's about the US. Yeah, apparently the oldest U.S. death row inmate died at age 94. Uh, now, <laughs> What's wrong with that picture right there? Exactly. He's been on death row, uh, but his criminal record started back in 1930. And <laughs> wow, poor guy. He, but he was on in death row. It, it does, let me see if, I, if it says when he went in. 80, well, 83 was sentenced to death. Oh. And, and what was that since 1930? Well, no, he, his criminal record dates back to the 30s. Okay. He's back, back in um, 1947, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison for shooting a Connecticut police officer. And in 77, he was sentenced to two consecutive life s- sentences from robbery and murder in Salt Lake City, Utah. But he escaped from <laughs> prison work crew in 82. And I guess they caught him again and sentenced him to death in 83 for shooting the salesman after escaping from jail. Hmm. But, of course, the lovely appeal system allowed him to, you know, stave off his execution. Oh, yeah. He was still on appeals. And here's the thing, you know, you want to talk about saving tax money. There you go. How much Bingo. do you think it, it costs to, to keep this guy alive, you know, after he's been sentenced to death? You know, uh, Charlie Manson is another one. How how much do you think it costs, you know, taxpayers to keep him 
alive. Well, yeah, and that's another thing that irks me too, because Charles Manson was, if I remember correctly, was sentenced to death. Yes, he was but sentenced they to got, death. Then they they abolished the death sentence in was it California? California, right? and then they California. brought it back, but because he had already had his sentence commuted commuted to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yeah, see, that's that's bullshit. To me, I think if you're if you're sentenced to death. What should be is you should have like 30 days to appeal your case, you know, and after that's done, if, if, if your appeal doesn't go through, they should give you another 30 days to sort your shit together and then your ass is going in the chair. You know, because this is bullshit. You shouldn't be able to appeal over and over again. There should be a, a cut, you know, a set limit of how many appeals you can have. And there should be a set amount of time. When you would put an appeal in process, a clock should be ticking. You have so much time to get this shit to the courtroom and, you know, bring it in front of a fucking judge. Not this, okay, we're going to appeal. Oh, well, you know, my lawyer's looking up shit. It'll be another two or three years. And the court case, uh, they're going to keep pushing it off. Fuck that shit. You know, you killed somebody or killed a bunch of people and your ass is on death row. Your fucking ass should be dead. Well, according to Mitch in the chat room, it's 40,000 per year. Jesus Ooh. fucking Christ. 40,000? 40,000 a year. Now, that's per inmate. Huh, maybe we should go kill somebody to go to jail. I mean, that's grand. Well, you, you, you figure. I mean, the electricity, the food, the, you know, I mean, everything that, that, that has to be supplied to them because the, the Supreme Court says that they have to have inter, or, uh, cable TV. You know, I mean, the 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 things that they're that they're afforded because they're criminals is stuff that we got to pay for. There are people in the real world that fucking barely survive on food stamps and don't have half the luxuries these assholes do. No, no, and, and it's it's a shame. I mean, the the our prison system. I mean, you look at, at, at other countries; they laugh at us, and that's why they laugh at us. Our prison system's a joke. Because, I mean, it's so easy. That's why there's so many repeat offenders. You go in, you know, and they get in the mindset, I don't have to do nothing. I got to sit here and watch TV. I got to hang well, out. I bet you that 40000 is probably including all of the, the employees, you know, salaries and all that. Oh, divided among a- absolutely. That's part of it, too. I mean, the, the right. fact you it's have to pay the guards. Yeah still the institution of the prison, which we, again, we are paying for as taxpayers, but it's, you know, we put so many people in prison that, are they saying 40,000 just for the death row inmates? It's probably per prisoner it's, across it's the board. It's per prisoner across the board. Yeah. Well, we could get rid of, you know, eliminate a lot of people who are stuck in prison for petty crimes. You know, we wouldn't have such a huge prison well, population. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so much overcrowding there. Let's Let's start putting these people on the electric chair, start clearing them out. Well, it's not even that. Let's make prison what it's supposed to be, a punishment. For real offenses instead of like little minor ones and then just have the little heavy-duty criminals like those on death row have them in there. Yeah, well, I mean I'd like to see what the the, uh, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaggio or or, or, Arpaio. Is that the guy down in Arizona that – Yeah, that that has the tent city and stuff that he makes it – he makes it a, a prison. You know, he said, well, the federal government says that I have to provide cable. So I do. I provide the Weather Channel and the Disney Channel. Period. 
That's true. That's exactly what it should be. <laughs> he's in the bare minimum. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if and he keeps them out in the desert, in tents. So when the whole thing's said and done, I'd like to know how many repeat offenders he gets as compared to how many people they get in California or Arizona. What they're – well, not Arizona because that would be Sheriff – well, parts of Arizona, Sheriff Joe. But, right. you know, Texas – because Texas has, you know, Texas has no compunction about putting people to to death, and they put a lot of them through the chair. A lot of them go through that chair. It seems like I think they have the highest um, actual, you know, death row inmates that are actually executed. Oh, absolutely. Texas don't play around. You, nope. <laughs> you know, you get the death penalty in Texas, you're going to go pretty quick. But you know, it irritates me. It's what twenty seven years this guy sat in fucking death row. How many years do you think Manson's been in, dude? Manson's been yeah. on death row since uh, 68, 69. Yeah, but he's not on death row, though. That's the flaw in the system. Well, he was on death row. He was on death row, and he's happy where he's at. That's why he gets – every time they try to bring him up for probation, which he you know he's not going to get, he, he gets crazy on him to make sure he stays in there. I don't think yeah, he gets crazy on him. I, I, don't think well, he, I don't think that crazy ever goes away. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just that but, it, it, when he comes up for parole, he gets a, a stage to put the crazy on on display. But what right. irritates me about this shit is, you know, you hear about it like every so often about, you know, uh, you know, death row inmate was killed today. You know, they were sentenced in 1980 fucking four. And you're like, excuse me. You know, some of these family members that, you know, had to suffer through this shit 25, 30 years ago have passed time. They've got no closure. No. Well, maybe, maybe they ought to make it so that the death row sentence is – the death sentence is really for the family members to go and actually execute the person if they care to. Or maybe they can forgive the person depending on their inclination well, I, and let I, the government I, stay out of it. <laughs> I believe for the most part when they do the actual um, death sentence itself, the family members are – I don't know, invited or whatever. But the family members have the opportunity I think to go there and actually watch the execution. Yes. To get some closure. But people like him, you know, 27 years in jail. Most of the people that he killed have been dead for for 20 years. Well, that's the problem, too. So you kill him and there's nobody there to have any closure because they've already passed on. Well, I think it's just that we have a big split in this country about whether death by the government is actually a proper sentence. So, like, I, I feel more comfortable with the fact of someone taking out their own justice on someone who wronged them than the government actually doing it. So there's this weird. But at the same, of- well, at the same time, you know, it's not truly the government doing it. I mean, the government uh, will approve it, right? But for all intents and purposes, they're tried by a jury of their peers. They right. they have, I mean, that. You know, and that's why they get an appeal in case something was wrong or whatever. And they, you know, they get a jury trial where, you know, 12 people sit down and go, you know what? You did it. You know? Yeah. A jury. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just irritates me seeing, you know, people that sit there and they fucking die of old age. On fucking death row. 94 years old. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's death row. 
<laughs> yeah, but still, that's that's not the way you're supposed to go. De- Death Row is supposed to be like uh, execution. Uh, well, elevated. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't be dying at 94, you know, unless you committed the crime at 92. Well, the only good thing is he didn't get his last meal. Oh, God. That's the, that's the only – that's sad to say. Right, he's 94. What's his last meal? Soup? <laughs> Something that came in a straw. Exactly. If you, can't, if you can't force it through a straw, it's not really his last meal. True. When you hear of some death row inmates asking to be put down, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, come on, enough of this. Come well, on, let's get it over with. I think it depends, too, where they're at, like Rikers Island. And, you know, th- there are some, some prisons that are pretty bad, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. All right. So going on to the last story, believe it or not, is a sex story submitted by our own Chrissy. Hello. All right, well, this is actually an old story uh, from about a year ago written by, I think, an athlete from Britain named Matthew Syed. I'm not sure what sport he was doing, and I don't remember his name, but he was basically talking about the uh, the Olympic athletes who get eliminated early in the competition and how that's not so bad because, you know, you're not up for the medal anymore, so it's party time, and you got all these hard athlete bodies around and all the men and women, everyone's just you know, testosterone flowing and it's a big sex fest is what he was saying. So it's an Olympic orgy. Yeah. In the Olympic city, in the Olympic village, while the rest of the, you know, the games are going on for the medals. Um, But one thing he said that I thought was worth noting was that the guys, the males who win the gold medals become more desirable for the female athletes than the other ones. So it's like the top male athletes, are the ones that the female athletes all go for, but that the top female athletes don't get the same chase. Basically, the guys still go for any of the women. It doesn't matter who. <laughs> and the woman who wins a gold medal is, is maybe not quite as as uh, desirable. I'm not well, sure why. Well, well, I'll tell you why. Because to win the gold medal, you have to go through all the, the qualifying heats and everything. So. You know, they're not, they have to wait around for you to actually, you know, finish up with your event so they can nail you. And they're not going to wait that long. They're out of gas. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care anyway. They're all beautiful. So it doesn't matter if you want oh. a gold medal. Or, but for the women, and you know, like the, the, the man with the gold medal is more exciting. <laughs> well, I okay. mean, if you look at, I mean, just recently, uh, who was it? Sports Illustrated did a, a thing on all the girls from the, uh, from this year's Olympics, the Winter Olympics. You know, yeah. uh, what's her name? Vaughn. And um, th- there was a uh, host of the, the girls that do the, the snowboarding and whatnot. And, you know, and, and I was watching an interview with them and they said, why shouldn't we do it? We work hard to look good. You know, why shouldn't we get a chance to go and and, and put it on display? So I, I think it's kind of the same thing. You know, I was thinking – it would be kind of interesting to have like a little checklist, you know, you'd, you'd try to nail, you know, a woman from like every event and then try to nail them from like different countries in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see. I, I've got uh, kind of like risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> Olympic risk. <laughs> OK. I invaded Australia last night. Tonight, New Zealand. And, and, and you get yeah. pens. The, you get the little Olympic pens with the, with that country's flag on them. Make a game of it. I mean, shit. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if these guys and girls did that, you know? Oh, yeah. How, many, 
how many countries and how many sports can you nail before the Olympics are over? Well, there were, there was one uh, mention of let's see, it was the British team uh, that they got in trouble because the night after I don't know some event up on top of the rooftop they found you know thousands of condoms, and so they got a little talking down from their head, I guess head uh, what their their advisor. <laughs> But whereas in Beijing, the uh, the government itself actually gave out free condoms to all the athletes. <laughs> Just well, I think that's that, that's like a prerequisite in China. If you if you show because they don't want no more people no more people there if they can prevent it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think like you said, it's you know as you come in from the airport, they check you in customs, and you know here's the twelve pack of condoms. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> How do we all get involved in this, though? The spectators, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to join the Olympics now. Or at least <laughs> sell tickets. Game? <laughs> or at least sell tickets, you know? The, the, this is Olympic screwing. Oh, yeah. A, a new Olympic sport. Exactly. <laughs> uh, damn, I wouldn't even be up for a medal in that one. <laughs> oh, damn. don't put yourself down. <laughs> Well, Ward's being nice and quiet. A smart man there. A smart man. I, uh, <laughs> too many what? jokes. Ward, were you speechless for a second there? There's too many jokes, I, and I'm just I'm I'm just trying to to maintain, you know, must resist. <laughs> must resist temptation. Okay, I think before we get any further with this show, I think we're going to have to cut it right there because it always seems like we get near the end of the show. It gets a little weird, a little wacky. We got to just hit the brakes and stop the show. <laughs> always does. Every before week. Oh, yeah. Before we get in trouble with the Olympic Committee, <laughs> we, we don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah. I don't see them in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. We don't have that many people in the chat, but you never know. So I want to make sure – I want to thank Ward for being here this week. And, of course, Ward, where can we find you online? You can always find me at maxinlife.com, my Mac show. And uh, – Yeah, that's pretty – Max, as in Macintosh. Uh, you can always check me out there. Uh, that's pretty much where I've, I've been hanging out lately. Yes, I and I, yeah, I say it every time. I'm so glad you got that domain name. It's so lucky that whoever w- was uh, holding on to it didn't pay attention to it and realize that it expired on them. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a nice looking website, you know, Max in Life. So if you're a Mac fan or a Mac newbie, it's really for the newbies out there. So you don't have to worry. It's not they're not going to go way over your head. You have to check it out, MaxinLife.com. You got a new episode coming out what Sunday? Yeah, I post a new one every Sunday, and we're we're starting to fill out with some articles and stuff, and we're writing uh, reviews and blog posts, and we're just cranking out the uh, the content. We're putting as much content as we can. It's a great great looking site. You have to check it out, maxinlife.com. And of course, Chrissy, where can we find you at? Oh, I've got uh, artwork at pardueduran.com. P-A-R-D-U-E-D-U-R-A-N.com. And on Facebook, you know, my other life. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's other life. Yeah, yeah check yeah. out check out her stuff. She's got some crazy ass shit. It's good stuff too. Thanks, Corey. It really is. I, I I'm sure that's a thing. compliment. No, seriously, I did comment on one thing she had on her site. I don't know what the 
fuck it was. It looked like some sort of demon beast with breasts. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I like it. I don't know why, but I, I like it. It's it, it, what kind of style is this? Abstract? What is it? Drunkenness? Wait, that Jennifer, who will be on the show later when she gets back from Antarctica. Oh, we got to talk about that after the show. I so wanted her to get her on the show when she was in Antarctica. Yeah, she's not back yet, but yeah, I haven't had any internet contact with her. So yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you what was going on with her, but we'll, we'll have to talk about that after the show. So, want to thank you know Ward and Chrissy for being on the show. And if you guys want to be on the show, head over to averagejoeshow.com slash schedule. See when we have a spot open. Trying to do foursomes. Unfortunately, this week we only had three people, but we always have like to have a fourth person with us. So don't worry. So it's a three way instead of a four way. A three way, sixty nine. <laughs> Just remember episode sixty nine three way. Okay. All right. All right. And so, of course, you can send us an email at talk at averagejoeshow.com and our voicemail, 813-915-6390. And, of course, everything is located at averagejoeshow.com where you can download the episodes, listen right on the website, download it to your you know, iPod, your Zoom, whatever other device you have that catches RSS feeds. And, of course, you can catch us here live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern at averagejoeshow.com slash live. And, of course, if you want to donate, like Ward said last week, so I don't miss any more fun-filled episodes, head over to Average Joe Show and donate and help us out. I've, uh, I'm going to put a posting up of how much money we would need just to get the bare essentials to actually have a decent podcasting set up here. Oh, yeah. now, it's not really that much, though, believe it or not. But it's, uh, Maybe you can put up one of them, like, thermometer things. Yeah, I was going to do that, though. You know, Seriously. Uh, Yes, let let and everybody I, see how much you know what, and, what what we got coming in, which is well nothing, and where we where we needed to be, which is a lot. And well, I, just, <laughs> I, I just bought the Lamborghini yesterday, so yeah, we're down to, we're down to nothing again. Hey, oh, I keep doubling your, I keep doubling Ward's the pay, but he doesn't like that. Yeah, well, when you double nothing, it's still nothing. Yeah. Of course, it's something. <laughs> nothing from nothing, lean nothing. Okay, so yeah, I will post that up this week. Um, uh, I will put it at averagejoeshow.com. So make sure you head over to averagejoeshow.com for all this fun stuff, all the links we talked about tonight, leaving comments, etc., etc. I want to thank everybody out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us, and until next time, have a good one. <laughs> Thank you.